Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. Good on Blog Talk Radio Nation. You are tuned into another edition of Page One with Lavar and Mary for this Friday night, April twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. So glad that you could be with us. The last show for the month of April. Uh, when next we meet, we will be in May. Uh, of course, uh, it's wonderful to have my wonderful friend Mary with me. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. And our first one in May is going to be a good one, too, right? Um, Think about the day that we're doing it. Uh, I know it's uh, Cinco de Mayo. Isn't it? Uh, Yo. <laughs> so does that mean that we will drink live on the air on Cinco de Mayo? Are you giving me permission? You don't need my permission. You can drink on the air whenever you want. I mean, yeah, but then by the end of the show, whew, get me a couple well, margaritas in. It, it might be for, a, it might be an after dark, before dark. It could make for interesting radio. So <laughs> get the blender out. Let's go. There, you, there you go. Nope, there you go. So Mary is going to be drinking live next Friday night uh, on our Cinco de Bio show. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll be able to have margaritas, but I will try to find something. No, we could drink during the uh, during the time. I will margarita this damn dang thing up. Uh, yes, done. I mean, this isn't like a professional show or anything, so it's not like we have to adhere oh, by any guidelines. Have I ever been professional? I know that. Yes, you, know, you have. But... I'd like to have my wits about me at least. <laughs> Actually, I think it would make for fun radio if you did. <laughs> if none of us did and no one had any wits about them on this show, I think it would make for a very fun show. I think people would be interested. It would make for an interesting comedy night, yes. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> uh, it would kind of be like what New Year's Eve on CNN was a couple of years ago when everybody just kept Oh, drinking. my God. <laughs> yeah. You could see the downfall. Slow descent into madness. I don't know why people were mad about that. That was probably one of the most liveliest things that I enjoyed. Even though it was oh, I wasn't mad, people. but they descended into madness. That was great. Right. Sometimes you need a little train wreck TV or radio. <laughs> yes. Makes for, makes for, it, it, it's, it's outside of the status quo. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there you go. You guys can vote on our uh, <laughs> vote On, the on my dreams. Yes, for the drink of choice, and if we should just drink throughout the entire hour. <laughs> um, no, I, I I did not forget that. Um, Cinco de Mayo next Friday night. We'll talk about the almanac here shortly. Uh, tonight on the show, don't really have a lot. 
I even had kind of like a commentary all set before kind of like some of the things that happened this week. So I'll kind of give you my two cents. It's not written. It's pretty much going to come from the heart. Um, you know, I will say, you know, when things happen in threes, um, it, it usually does. And this week we lost a couple of uh, celebs. But also among that was one death that was not of a celeb per se, but of someone who, um, you'll, you'll kind of get it when I start talking or probably start babbling here uh, later on this, this hour. Uh, but I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, then we'll take a look at what's trending. And um, then uh, I will tell you this, because I really didn't have much planned for the show tonight, uh, I took to my good old standby uh, smoking gun. So we'll have smoking gun files again tonight. <laughs> so uh, that and a little bit of potpourri. We'll have a couple of stories um, uh, from the potpourri files as well. So all of that tonight, we'll see where it goes. And I think those are the type of shows where I tell you we don't have a lot, and then we wind up being on the air with you for at least 90 minutes. <laughs> so Exactly. Um, We're going to be talking until the cows come home. Pretty much. Pretty much. Probably. We could do that. Um, we're professionals. <laughs> but I will tell you, tonight will be a rerun of reruns for the Retro Moment of the Week because the outpost where I usually get them from um, has not been up. <laughs> Luckily, I have some on queue. Uh, still within the system, so I'll play some retro moment of the weeks that are oldies but goodies. Um, so we'll have that, and yeah, uh, that you us, we're all here. It's NFL draft weekend. Uh, it is. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say spring. <laughs> it's raining all over the place. What would you call uh, it then? Uh, I call it um, still winter. Springish, <laughs> because for spring something you want it to Chicago. be, yeah, you want it to be like sixties, seventies, or something. It's not even that. We're barely getting to like fifties here, and a lot of places are getting like a lot of rain. I mean, while it's good, uh, good for the grass, good for whatever, but sometimes a little bit of too much is not a good thing. I keep I saying, send it here. Yes. Yeah. I know you need send the rain. I've seen, I've seen pictures of Lake Mead. You need the rain. <laughs> so, yeah. But beyond that, though, uh, like I said, we're glad that you we were with us here on this Friday night, April 28th. Last, God, we're already now, you know, I don't know why I was thinking it was already May. <laughs> but uh, next month brings us, of course, Mother's Day. It also will bring us um, Memorial Day, uh, so a couple of holidays coming up here throughout the next month. But as far as we are concerned, uh, when it comes to uh, things that are going on, and I actually had this up here. See, this is why we try not to rely on um, the computer too much when we're on the air. <laughs> but as I said, gotta love this. Gotta love this live quality. Technology. Uh, you know, here, 
that's the thing. And then when I get to it, it's like the screen doesn't want to work with me. But when has that never not happened on this show? Uh, right. <laughs> it happens all the time. Um, but uh, in the almanac for today, it is uh, National Historic Marker Day. It's also National Superhero Day today. Uh, it's National Bravehearts Day, Workers Memorial Day. It's National Hairball Awareness Day. <laughs> Hairball, as in cats? Yes. Um, hairball, right. as in cats. Um, so the formation of hairballs is a common feline condition that is brought on by self-grooming and the associated ingestion of hair. Uh, the last Friday in April, it draws attention to a problem many cat lovers face because cats pass the hair through their digestive tract or will uh, actually uh, vomit the hairball. And if they don't eliminate it from their digestive tract one way or the other, it can create an obstruction, which could also cause serious medical issues. Tips for actually managing that and getting in the habit of grooming your cat, uh, talking to your vet if your cat continues to have issues with it, uh, and pretty much joining the conversation at Hash Hairball Awareness Day. So, yeah, it actually is a day. Another reason that I'm a dog lover. <laughs> it's actually also National Blueberry Pie Day. It is National Arbor Day today. It is also National Great Poetry Reading Day. So, so somebody today. can fall in love on Arbor Day. Yes. <laughs> um, if you could be a tree, what tree would you be? <laughs> it's always a great question. <laughs> Which one? We have lots of fun cherry trees. Yeah. You know what? I'd like to be... And their wood that... has a nice pink tinge to it. Yeah. Yeah. What, Other those, than no, if I can't be a cherry tree, then a purple heart. I would love to be a purple heart tree. That would be fun too, because their their wood is actually purple. Um, I would like to be the uh, was that in Washington D.C. Are those the cherry blossoms? Yeah, those are cherry trees. Yep. Yeah, cherry trees. Yeah, no, I like those. Um. I know also there is another pretty tree. Um, I think it's the flowering dogwood, which are pretty nice trees. Uh, so, yeah, either or. I know a lot of people, I like to be the mighty oak. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I can cut down too much. No, thanks. Give me a short tree. Tomorrow, April 29th, it's World Veterinary Day. It's also National First Ladies Day. It's World Wish Day tomorrow. Uh, it's also National Pool Opening Day. So for a lot of your local area pools, uh, on April 29th, uh, they're open. Or some will be opening. Ours is open April Fool's. Go figure. <laughs> yes, because only a fool would go in April 1st, but it's still cold. <laughs> um it's also Independent Bookstore Day, uh, National Sense of Smell Day. Uh, uh, by the way, Independent Bookstore Day or even the other bookstores. I love going into a bookstore. Uh, I could probably spend hours there. 
Um, Howell's Books in Portland, Oregon, is a book lover's paradise, and I want to go back. It's also a labyrinth, but I want to go back, like, tomorrow. There you go, summer trip. (laughs) Um, It is also National Kiss of Hope Day tomorrow. Uh, What that is is that each year on the last Saturday in April, National Kiss of Hope Day encourages couples and parents to express their love for one another. They also rally supporters to help be a part of exciting fundraising ideas to help amazing charities all over the world. Uh, Approximately 40 million people struggle to put food on the table, and nearly 2.3 million are at risk of eviction each year. Uh, Sometimes a medical condition causes expenses to rise, and if the primary breadwinner is laid off, budgets are stretched. Uh, Organizations around the country help those who need to just make it through the month. Food pantries offer supplementary uh, groceries. Others help with shelter in times of need. Uh, So... Uh, it says, families, express your love for one another. Don't let another day go by without letting someone know how much you care for them. Donate to a local organization to support those in your community who are in need. Use National Kiss of Hope Day to share on media. It's also National Sense of Smell Day. Uh, it is National Rebuilding Day, National Shrimp Scampi Day, National Zipper Day, and National Peace Rose Day. And then on Sunday, uh, there's a lot of things on Sunday, so bear with me here. Sunday is National Honesty Day. <laughs> a lot of people could. Shouldn't you be honest it. every day? Uh, you should. <laughs> it should just be one day, but uh, yeah, it's National Honesty Day. It's also National Bugs Bunny Day. It is National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. Hopefully you appreciate your hairstylist out there. Uh, it is it is National Oatmeal Cookie Day. It is also National Raisin Day, which makes me wonder how come oatmeal raisin cookies isn't on that day. It's actually just an oatmeal cookie day. I love oatmeal raisin. Well, I love me some oatmeal raisin cookies. If they're done right and they're good, that's one of my faves. That's a, that's a go-to right there. Preferably here in the Midwest, Archway makes the best oatmeal raisin cookies. Um, they really do. Sure. <laughs> really do. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not sure. Can you get those out there? I don't know that I've ever seen them. I know we can get certain cookies out here, but, you know, I have friends that live in Perfect places that ship, if asked. You know what? Yeah. You know, let me know. Next time I'm at the store, I'll get, <laughs> some, I'll get you some archway cookies. I got. Uh, they, I love the lemon ones and the uh, oatmeal raisin. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and is National uh, Sarcoidosis Day. Uh, if you weren't aware of that before. Uh, perhaps you are familiar with Bernie Mac and uh, what uh, was one of the things that uh, he had suffered with. Uh, that was one of it. So it is, uh, it pretty much it raises awareness. It's not contagious. It's an immune system disease, 
While it's most commonly found in the lungs, it's an inflammatory disease that can affect any part of the body inside or out. Um, so uh, I know that was what he suffered with uh, before passing. So uh, that day is on April 30th. It's also National Pet Parents Day. A National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Day is on April 30th. Uh, National Military Brats Day. National uh, Preparathon Day. And it is National Bubble Tea Day on that day. Um, and then that's the end of April. Monday, May 1st, it is International Workers Day, May Day, Global Love Day, it's School Principals Day, Law Day, it's Silver Star Service Banner Day, Melanoma Monday, National Chocolate Parfait Day, National Mother Goose Day, and National Loyalty Day. Uh, Tuesday the 2nd brings us World Tuna Day, National Foster Care Day, National Teacher Appreciation Day, and we appreciate all the teachers because you got to put up with a lot of crap. Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> and it is National Truffle Day and National Life Insurance Day. Little known fact, I used to sell life insurance. So I can tell you all about that. Um, May 3rd, on Wednesday, it's National Interpreter Appreciation Day, World Press Freedom Day, National Skill Trades Day, National Montana Day, National Textiles Day, it's National Sand Architect Day, National Raspberry Popover Day, National Bike to School Day, National Chocolate Custard Day, National Paranormal Day, National Two Different Colored Shoes Day. So if you see I've done that accidentally. <laughs> yeah, not accidentally. Uh, National Specially uh, Able Pets Day, National Garden Meditation Day, and National Lumpy Rug Day. It's on May 3rd. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one there. Um, <laughs> Lumpy Rug Day. Sounds like a song. <laughs> Lumpy Rug. Lumpy Rug Day. Yes. Lumpy uh, Lumpy. Yes. La, la, la. Lumpy Lug Day. <laughs> Instead of Monday, Monday, oh it's now Lumpy Rug Day. Uh, <laughs> some people view today as a day to appreciate a good, clean rug and incorporate that. This sounds dirty as I read it. Incorporate that in the spring cleaning. Along with that view is the idea to enjoy the old lumpy rugs and the comfort they have brought to your home. The other view regarding today is the way we sometimes sweep unwelcome facts and issues under the rug. We often take bad news we want to ignore and tuck it away so we can avoid it. That's how we sweep them under the rug, though it rarely does us any good. So, uh, that is Lumpy Rug Day. <laughs> now, you know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to go out now, and they are going to make a parody song. Because I just gave you the idea for Monday Money, and if you do that, please give me a cut of that. <laughs> right. Um, and then Thursday, May 4th, it is National Self-Employed Day, World Password Day. Uh, it's also Bird Day, National Weather Observers Day, National Candied Orange Peel Day. It's also National Orange Juice Day that day. National Renewal Day. 
uh, National Day of Reason, National Day of Prayer. Do you also know what next Thursday also is? And you're going to kick yourself if you don't know. Oh, I know. May the Force be with you. Uh, so it is Star Wars Day, National Star Wars Day. Uh, and then next Friday, uh, when next we meet, just to give you a heads up, it's African World Heritage Day, World Portuguese Language Day, International Day of the Midwife, National Silence the Shame Day, National Lunch Hero Day, National Astronaut Day, National Totally Chipotle Day, <laughs> it's National oh, Hope Day, <laughs> yes, Hoagie Day, Cartoonist Day, Space Day, and Cinco de Mayo. So, yeah. There you go. So that there is, you that go. is a look at everything that's coming up. That's a lot. Uh, I actually think that that's probably the most I've gone through probably in some time. Um, so, yeah, that's a look at the almanac. If you have. Yeah, that's, that is quite a lot of information for the next couple of days. Yes. So you can't say that we're not your one-stop shop for knowing what's coming up in the next week. So, um, so when you see your friends dressed like Han Solo next Thursday – or Chewbacca, which some probably already look that way with just an open shirt, or (laughs) 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 if they're dressed any type specifically, it's Star Wars Day. So I don't, I've got to be careful with how I say this, but while I've seen a few of the Star Wars movies, I just can't really get into Star Wars and Star Trek like that. I don't know why. I've tried very hard. I'm going to hang up on you. I'm going to hang up on you. I've done. This is my last show, people. I love you. (laughs) I don't know. You know why I can't? Because there's a lot of people who, like, literally, like, just take it, like, one step further. Like, yeah, the... A saber that he used and this one wasn't this exact color on this one and you knew that it, something was bad when this happened and then he said this and then he did this and he wore this and I'm like wasn't even looking for all that stuff man <laughs> I don't know so perhaps if I sit down one day and I have an opportunity to like go through that maybe I mean it's not like I sat here and said uh you know, I mixed up a Star Wars and a Star Trek reference. I know the difference between the both. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say, yeah, Spock was in Star Wars too. You know, <laughs> I didn't say that. So <laughs> Honestly, I think that you would absolutely enjoy if you had the chance to watch uh, The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I, I'm currently in season three with someone and they've been hounding me to get through the rest of the season and binge it so we may be binging it this weekend but it's such a good you don't have to have anything you don't need to know anything you just need to know Star Wars that's it like everything else they'll explain the significance of you but then they also have nice little easter eggs for the the tons of us fans that actually follow Star Wars and know the site, like, you know, the saber is that color and blah, 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 blah. I just, 
thought it was whatever the color of the saber was, whatever came up. I didn't know what it had to do with one or the other. I have no idea. So um, I'm, I will learn one of these days when I have a chance to actually watch the movie. So um, who knows? <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not just doubting it. I'm just saying that it's just as well as things where it's tough for me to, I think, follow along with it. And I know people are probably yelling at their – However, they're listening to this broadcast, but I'm like, what? How could you not be? A f-? I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I've gone to the theater and watched a few of them. <laughs> uh, it's just that mm-hmm. I'm not as like a super fan, probably as like a lot of other people are uh, when it comes to it. Only because there's people that quote different things from it. You know, like I have movies that I quote from, but I'm not like a super <laughs> fan where you know I know what Han Solo. Uh, was, you know, in whatever, Carbonite or whatever he was. What? (laughs) On shot first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody says that. You know, so it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, I remember somebody said that once, and I was just like, okay. Uh, If he did shoot first, that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But there's a reason why people argue that. Because some felt that whatever happened to him wasn't deserved because he shot in self-defense or he shot first or whatever it was. And I'm like, okay. Do you know what the Han shot first thing is? It's sounding like you I don't. remember reading about it, and then I forgot about it just as quickly. Oh, my God. No, Han shot first. Okay. In the original theater release of... Episode four, when he's in the cantina and talking with the bounty hunter or whoever he's talking with in the cantina, they're arguing he shot first. When they remade and updated, the threw a lot of people off because it was like part of Han's character development, which I don't care. Shoot first, don't shoot first. You're in a cantina talking with a bounty hunter. <laughs> you there? <laughs> uh, I'm still here. <laughs> that's that's where that all comes from. I was like, I think I lost him. I lost him, folks. I'm sorry. No, I lost him. Nope. Yo, you didn't lose me. I think that's what I remember reading. Uh, was the that it changed by the time that they redid it. And I remember a lot of people were uh, kind of ticked about that. So, yeah. Um, hmm. I will, but see now, if I go to watch and say if I'm a first-time watcher of Star Wars, I've got to see the version where he shot in self-defense because it's probably going to be hard to find a theatrical version unless I go to watch the theatrical version somewhere of the actual conversation of where he shot first. So correct. <laughs> so that is correct. Newbie, so as a newbie to that, unless I am an old school uh, OG of Star Wars, I'm not going to know that. So the argument's going to be, well, the one I watched was this. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Which is why some care. I'm not. I'm not. I I say it as this tongue in cheek kind of thing. I don't. It doesn't matter. Bother me either way. Um, but there are people out there that are 
so upset about that change. So I guess <laughs> that, that's why I have you here to help to explain that as well, because <laughs> I would not know. <laughs> I mean, I've heard about it, but I didn't think much about it. I was just like, oh, okay, well, he either shot first or he, he didn't. But I uh, mm-hmm. didn't think it would mean that much, but I know it means that much to the OGs. <laughs> it really does. There are people yeah. out there. It really means a lot. So I feel now we we have to, like, give some time to this. So for a newbie like me, so if he did shoot first, compared to if it was in self-defense, what's the difference here as far as, like, storyline plot? It means nothing in the story itself. It means something for the character. It's the difference between he shot in cold blood this guy that was just upsetting him, and then he turns into the Han Solo that we all know and love, rakishly handsome and annoyed with the world, but somehow a good guy, a bad guy with a heart of gold. Whereas if he shot in self-defense, then he wasn't cold and manipulative and calculating, and he wasn't a bad guy. He was just in a bad circumstance. Kind of retcons his character. Hmm. Which would you rather? I think it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) We just went through that whole conversation for it not to matter. I don't care. I don't care. Han Solo is a he's a he's a he's a pirate. He's a Jack Sparrow. Does it matter if he's bad? Not as really. long as he's narcissistic. He's narcissistic and he's a pirate. I I, I, I he's comic relief with me. After a while, it's kinda of like you think that Harrison Ford pretty much is really Han Solo. <laughs> Or Han Solo yeah. is Harrison Ford. <laughs> absolutely. And I really do think, like, honestly, it means absolutely nothing to him either. Like, he doesn't care if he shot first or if he didn't shoot first. He's just like, whatever, I got a paycheck. <laughs> I'm going to really screw with everybody's mind. Is Indiana Jones really pretty much just a early descendant of Han Solo? Or <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, see what I did there? We're starting a film theory. We're starting a film theory. Watch out, Matt Pat. You're coming for your job. Nah, I got people's mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same type of character, oh, except it's just different time periods. Yeah. You don't 100% deal with still space, you're on land. <laughs> Maybe he's a long-lost relative. That's why he looks Possibly. like him. Possibly. Is Indiana Jones um, an early descendant of Han Solo? If Star Wars would come later. So if Indiana Jones was set in the early 1900s, would he be a possible forerunner or great-great-grandfather of Han Solo? Listen, people said. And you're welcome. I'm starting. I'm starting that theory now, and I'm going to roll with it every, every chance I get. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I love it. Yep, that's how I'll mess with 
Star Trekky or not Star Trekies, but uh, with uh, <gasps> Star Wars. No, no, I directed myself. I knew what I was saying. Star Wars. <laughs> now Trekkies, I would say, uh, would, because um, I was gonna say, let's see, I'm trying to think uh, another great. Sit. Well, <laughs> I could say it was T.J. Hooker, or director, said it. Uh, Captain <laughs> Kirk. Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to start that theory as well. <laughs> yep. Or Diddy Crane. Correct, honey. Diddy Crane could have been a, Diddy Crane could have been a descendant of uh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> there we go. That's for all you Boston legal fans. Uh, that probably, I think, will be his best. I mean, we know him as Captain Kirk. But I think anything close to that, everybody would say T.J. Hooker, but I think Diddy Crane is probably uh, William Shatner's second best character he's ever done was Diddy Crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I think he's but, actually a very underrated character. I love him. Yeah. Captain's Law. I think, I think William Shatner played William Shatner in every role. He, he, didn't, play, <laughs> he didn't set out to play those particular... He played himself. and it was pretty, It's like Harrison Ford. William Shatner played himself after a while. Yeah, you know, kind of like how Christopher Walken gets lost. Christopher Walken plays Christopher Walken pretty much in every role. That's how it worked. They played themselves, and it worked. <laughs> so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, before we get to our first story of the night, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a moment here. Uh, because, you know, when they say that things happen, and, uh, and bear with me here, because I didn't write a script for this tonight, uh, but things happen along the way. But when they say that things happen in threes, uh, unfortunately it does. And I think every time that we lose at least three people in a row, it seems we lose a little bit of history. And this week that kind of happened. Uh, while the other two were well-known, one was probably not as well-known, uh, perhaps one was a part of the greatest generation, and every day we seem to lose uh, more and more of the great generation, whether it was those who uh, served our country or those who were activists or even those who entertained us, and that was the case this week. Uh, the first uh, was 103-year-old George Coburn, who was a Pearl Harbor survivor. And he was actually on board the battleship Oklahoma when the Japanese sunk it with torpedoes on December 7th, 1941. Uh, And he never forgot that harrowing wartime experience and refused to let it define him. And he uh, raised in San Diego, was a product of high school there, uh, joined the Navy, uh, and saw action in some of World War II's most stored Pacific battles. Um, and he was injured by shrapnel in at least one Japanese kamikaze attack and awarded a Purple Heart. Uh, many of the sailors he served with were killed during the war, including more than 400 shipmates on the battleship Oklahoma, which was hit by torpedoes at Pearl Harbor. Uh, and after leaving the service, he had refused to dwell on what he had gone through or harbor any animosity towards his former enemies, and instead, when people thanked him for his service, he replied with a quip that drew laughter. He says, I did it willingly, but I can't say it was enjoyable, and don't ask me to do it again. <laughs> and 
of course, like anyone, uh, uh, he came home, worked, uh, provided for his family, and he never, they said, really uh, talked about it, and it bothered him to hear other veterans who had lingering anger about the war. Uh, He says, I couldn't understand how they could live with it, and pretty much he just enjoyed life to which it was, and you know, a part of the greatest generation, he was the next to last person aboard that ship that still was surviving. There is only one left. Uh, and that person, I do believe, is around 100 as well. And when, you know, that person, unfortunately, is gone, there is no more. Uh, and it stops to make you think of that generation and those people who uh, would call it the serve, serve. And then you come to think of a celebrity who when was called to use his voice, and he did not serve in the military, but he had a huge impact on how this country uh, went through the civil rights movement. And that was Harry Belafonte, uh, who passed away this week uh, at the age of 96. Um, and I don't have to tell you the story, and I know a lot of people will always say that he was known for the Banana Boat song or Deo, which is usually heard some uh, ballpark here and there, but uh, if you knew Harry Belafonte, you also, of the fact that he not only participated in protest marches and benefit concerts, but he helped organize and raise support for them, and he worked closely with his friend, uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., often intervening on his behalf with both politicians and fellow entertainers and helping them financially. Uh, He risked his life and livelihood and set higher standards for younger Black celebrities and even scolding Jay-Z and Beyonce for, quote, failing to meet their social responsibilities uh, was a mentor to many. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you look back at someone's life, you look at what is wrote, written about them. And I will even take a uh, part of an article from the Jewish Telegraph Agency, who wrote a big, huge article about Harry Belafonte. Uh, they said that it was because of him. Uh, he kind of jokingly once boasted of being, quote, the most popular Jew in America because of his rendition of the Hebrew classic of uh, Hava Megillah. And it was because of that version, they said, that it kind of bought it to the U.S. main front. Uh, while he was raised Catholic, his life frequently was devoted to Jewish causes, values, and its people. And among many of his connections, he which included brokering a meeting between Nelson Mandela and Jewish leaders in 1989 and his marriage to his second wife, uh, Julie Robinson. And they wrote a huge article about the things that he did as an activist, even in that forefront. And I know it will not match, but from a generational standpoint, uh, came word of the death this week of Jerry Springer. Even though we remember him for his raucous TV show, uh, as the New York Times put it, uh, you have to remember that he also was a public servant, uh, serving as mayor, city councilman. Um, and, you know, I was reading online of how a lot of younger people uh, credit him with actually <laughs> helping them where they were homesick because they said, if anything, they had Bob Barker, they had Jerry Springer, and they had you know, whatever else was on TV at that time. And even Jerry Springer at the end always said, take seriously the show that you saw on air. You got to remember when it first started, 
it was a more serious show before TV executives pretty much said, hey, let's test this. And it became the entertainment juggernaut you knew for the next 25 years. Good or bad, all in their own way uh, with their voices. And I would always say the most powerful thing, even at the end of a Jerry Springer show, was his commentaries, which kind of brought everything to a full, complete circle. And while the shows itself didn't make sense, the commentaries, often insightful and thoughtful, made you think because it was really about what you saw, what the synopsis of it was, and it brought everything together as one in which it made you think. Uh, Definitely uh, three people from different walks of life who did different things, uh, whether you think highly of it uh, from a standpoint of service to activism to even entertainment, but three voices that are now steeled, and we are left to carry on but always have the memories of what they did for it always will uh, be there to make us think. And I think that is the most powerful thing that anyone could do as far as a legacy. Uh, that's my thought for this week. And um, Retro Moment of the Week is next. On the other side, we will have our topics tonight. And still ahead also, uh, look at what's trending. And uh, we may have a few uh, smoking gun files. <laughs> so hang tight. Right. Yes, this is page one with LeVar Mary on Blog Talk Radio. They got fine with their wear, pots and pans. They got Johnson's Wax and Universal fans. They got TV sets by RCA. They got all the best brands made today. Stop and shop at Kmart. Get the best in name brand merchandise. They guarantee the quality and discount the price. tapes in one store. There's so much kid stuff. And I can keep them for three evenings. Now this is a video store. Ordinary video stores don't even come close to Blockbuster Video. You've just got to see it to know what we mean. Wow. 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 What a difference. Blockbuster Video. Come discover the Blockbuster difference. Wow. Page one with LeVar and Mary. 
your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Page one of our Mary on this Friday night, April 28th, 2023. So glad you could be with us. You know, one of the things I did not mention at the top of the show, normally I will mention the most important uh, or interesting thing that I've read. Uh, I love talking about what some of the minor league baseball teams do throughout the year, because I think those are probably the places where you find um, interesting and probably well-thought-out promotional nights. And I think that you would like this one as a person who is a, I'm going to say this, I know that you like your correct, um, I know you like your your words to be correct and to the point and utilized properly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I a lot to say. It. Yes. Well, those of us in the street, we just call you work geeks, but that's all right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the high A affiliate of the Chicago White Sox in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, has gone by the nickname Dash since 2009. It's an homage to the piece of punctuation that unites the two towns that have been officially merged as one since the late 1800s. So the problem is, grammar nerds (laughs) will tell you that dashes do not conjoin two words. Hyphens do. So grammar enthusiasts will be happy to pontificate on the differences between hyphens, n-dashes, and m-dashes, and their various lengths and purposes. But since you ask n-dashes, the width of the letter n, indicate a range like 2009-dash, 2023, M dashes, which is the width of the letter M, separate or emphasize text like this. So hyphens and only hyphens connect two words. That's if you've got what I just said, then you know way too much about hyphens. So eight years <laughs> after they brought that critical issue to the team's attention, the dash will make things right per the team's social media. The city of Winston uh, dash or hyphen Salem and literary scholars have spoken, and for one game this season, the dash will be grammatically correct and play as the Winston-Salem hyphens. <laughs> nice. The hyphens will play March or May 6th, uh, actually next weekend, as part of a salute to Winston-Salem night. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> The only thing uh, that people have to be careful about is that they say hyphens, not high C, because there's difference. Uh, <laughs> 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 not a nerd. Uh, I'm not a nerd. I'm Asian. I'm not a nerd. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't have one story without it. <laughs> oh man! I don't know um, what you're talking about. 
bring you on the show. I can't find. Well, uh, uh, I don't even. I can't even go to like the 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 cut that I was looking for. I'm not even gonna do it. Um, so anyway. That brings us to our first story tonight. Now, we haven't been with you in a couple of weeks. So there was a very interesting story that developed. And the Huffington Post caught on with an article here. And there was a reason for it. Uh, So to give you the backstory on it, for those of you that know, uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass uh, had posted a photo that went viral on Twitter. And in it, his two daughters were sitting on the plane engrossed in their devices, and the floor around him was covered with popcorn. And he said to the flight attendant, asked his wife, who was 22 weeks pregnant, to pick up the popcorn. Are you kidding me, he wrote. He was furious, but Twitter wasn't sure he was entitled to be. One Twitter user responded, won't lie, the fact that the flight attendant had the guts to make the pastor clean up their own mess kind of makes me want to fly United more. And another one wrote, my wife had to be a parent. That's you That's uh, you right now. Now, while the jury is still out in terms of who's in the right here, uh, we they asked a lot of flight attendants about things passengers expect them to do that aren't their jobs. Uh, what they had to say was, one, of putting your bags in the overhead bin. They said expecting your flight attendants to lift your luggage and put it in the overhead bed is one of the biggest misconceptions of the role of flight attendants. Asking them to do it is a quick way to present yourself as the entitled pe- uh, pain on the plane, your flight out of the wrong side of the crew. Um, they're instructed by the airlines not to do it because if they're injured as a result of that, they won't be protected by the company's medical leave and injury pay protection. Um, Subset that they have seen passengers leave their bags in the aisle and tell the flight attendants to deal with it. Uh, also on that was fixing flight delays. They said people think that all the crew has the keys to the airplane. Uh, another one was having an unlimited supply of the food that you want. They said people expect us to magically have more chicken meals when you run out of chicken toward the end of your meal service. Uh, when meal options run out, a flight attendant cannot go back to the galley and cook you the meal choice you were craving. It says we don't have an endless supply of food we're hoarding and that we're not catered 100% of each meal choice. Uh, it's not possible to carry that much food. Um, and then other one is warm something up in the microwave for you. It says not that flight attendants don't want the food you bought from home or that bottle of baby formula to be warm. It just isn't a place to warm it up. Uh, holding connecting flights. They're not responsible, uh, nor can they uh, be able to hold planes. Uh, Also changing the weather, which is silly. Uh, Going through the trash to find something you lost and being happy 100% of the time. It says, while we might be superheroes in the sky, flight attendants are not machines. Don't take it personally if a flight attendant sees me having a bad day or isn't as uh, peppy as you think they should be. Um, they said the truth is the job is very draining. It's not uncommon for the crew to be working for more than 15 hours of literally minutes of sleep. Uh, and one said when they operated some of the longest flights in the world, it was not uncommon to be on duty for nearly 30 hours with only a three- to four-hour rest during the flight. Combine that sleep deprivation and time changes with the energy it takes to uh, greet 
and look after many strangers in a confined space, and you'll understand why some flight attendants don't have the energy to give more than the bare minimum. But going back to the first problem, uh, was that flight attendant in the wrong? Or was Anthony Bass in the wrong for trying to call out something that should have been, uh, what's the word I want to look for here? Probably uh, looking out for the flight crew and actually kind of cleaning up your mess. I mean, staying on just that topic, if your child is making a mess anywhere and it's not your house, it's your responsibility to clean it up. I, I, it's my responsibility to clean up after my child. Now, if there's a reason I can't, like she was however many weeks pregnant, bending down at that many weeks pregnant is a hard thing to do. Although, you know, celebrity pregnancies kind of thing. Um, it is a hard thing to do if you can't do that. Like I would be, there's a, there's a nicer way of, putting it together like I, I like hi she's she's really pregnant this is going to be hard for her to bend down is there something we can work out that's a better response than uh excuse me how dare you ask me to clean up after my child it it just it drives me up the wall kind of thing but yeah if if your child is making a mess in a movie theater Pick up after yourself. I'm not saying you have to see entire aisles, but stop them from doing whatever it is that they're making a mess with. In a in a flight like that, you're t- you're trying to take a flight attendant away from handling everyone else on that flight, and you're in a big tin tube. Okay, that's it's it's different. If I was in a a park and a, people come and go. There is a set number of seats in that in that airplane. There is a set number of flight attendants. There is they have to help every single person. And if every single person was as selfish as you were being right then, no one would be happy with the flight. I I I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being old and crotchety, and I just don't like that. But pick up after your kids. Or have your kids pick up after themselves. That's probably the better answer. Like, they're well, old enough. In this particular uh, story, and, I, and I'll kind of give a little bit of more of a back uh, story to it, is that uh, the singer uh, uh, Jesse James Decker, that was her sister-in-law. And she took to her Instagram story to call out United Airlines uh, and, uh, because the children – are two and five in this instance. And uh, what she said was that uh, she's five months pregnant, high risk, traveling alone with her two small children. She said Blair actually spilled some popcorn in the aisle. Flight attendant came up to Sydney with a trash bag and a wet wipe, telling her, uh, telling her the captain wants her to clean up every drop. And then she said that my poor sister's on her hands and knees crying in the aisle, completely humiliated and exhausted with her children while everyone else watched, way to go United. Um, they, Sydney later said on Jesse's story that United Airlines was the one to give her daughter the popcorn, according to the outlet. <laughs> um, so, well. <laughs> I'm sorry, a five-year-old can pick up their own popcorn. At, tell me 
okay, let's let's rewind this. I'm going to rewind this a little bit, and and maybe it's because I like Asian mom. I know that comes up a lot in my brain. When you were five, if you spilled popcorn on the floor, would your mom at five months pregnant, not that she was because youngest kind of thing, but if your mom at five months pregnant, would she get down on the floor and pick it up while watching kids? Like, uh, I'm going to take that silence as F no. Your mom no. would have said, your, your hands aren't broken. Pick it up. And that's what my mom would have said. That's what my dad would have said. <clears throat> it would have been, you made the mess. You clean it up. And that's how it always was. You make the mess, you clean it up. Now, I'll help you clean it up if it's beyond your capability. But at five, you can be in the aisle picking up the popcorn you spilled and putting it into a trash bag. I don't care how famous you are or how stressed you are or how high risk you are. If you're really that high risk, don't be on a plane. There are trains, planes, and automobiles. Take one of the other two. I know. I know. I'm pissy. I'm old and crotchety. I know I am. But this is it. This is. We've all gotten soft. <laughs> uh, yes. No, I mean, yeah, at that point. You know, when you got kids like that and you know how they eat, you know, I would pro- I would probably only give them a couple of kernels or one so, you know, you make sure that they eat it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or even at this event, you know, I'd be like, hey, if you got any napkins, you know, you bring down that tray table and you put a couple of pieces on there. And when they get rid of those, it's almost like the bird, like the baby bird syndrome. As soon as you eat that one, I'll give you a couple of more. <laughs> I bet you in this case, she probably gave them the container of popcorn, let them have it, and they're dropping it all over the place. You know, you knew what was kind of going on. And even if at that point, if it's high risk, maybe it's best to have somebody with you, especially if you got a two-year-old to five-year-old. But I don't think that the – I don't know. I think I saw a picture of the mess itself. But, yeah, uh, the flight attendants got a lot more stuff to worry about uh, than cleaning up your mess. And if it's something that is not out of your control, like a sickness, uh, they always ask that you look around and you pick up all your trash before you get off the plane. This is no different uh, situation. And at that point, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she knew that they were making a mess so along that lines, you know, hey, uh, do something a little better as to where they don't make that mess. And next time, lesson learned. Um, don't feed them on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, <clears throat> feed your kids on the plane. I, I've been flying for quite some time. And kiddo has been flying all the way up until COVID, she took at least two airline uh, airline flights a year, and that's minimum. Every year from the age of three until the age she was when COVID hit, and that's most years. It was way more than that. And we go back home to Illinois to visit family. We go up to Michigan to visit family. We go on trips to look at different colleges. 
we go to concerts. We, I mean, there we traveled, and it was something that we enjoyed doing together. Um, in that time, though, whenever we ate on the plane, it was I was watching her like a hawk. I'm like, you don't just sweep that on the floor, okay? You don't you don't do that. Like, pick up your mess, keep it on yourself, put it. You know, here's a bib, whatever the case may be, and I don't think that I've ever had a a run-in with a flight attendant like that. And there's been times when I've needed their help. It's like I got onto a flight and I did everything that I normally do and I behaved myself with decorum. And at some point in the flight, I needed an ice pack. They don't have ice packs. And I'm like, that's fine. I understand. I'm just looking for something cold. My head is just like I've got a migraine going on, and I'm going to probably end up not doing well. They came back with a bag. They're like, it's going to leak, and this is going to be awful, I know, but this is the best we could do. And they came back with a bag full of ice for me. So they doubled up the bag, and it actually worked really well, and I thank them for that. If you are if you are a considerate human being, these people are going to do the best they can to make your experience amazing. They're not there to be buttheads. Most flight attendants, they want to get you there too. They want as least amount of trouble as possible. I'm sure that flight attendant wasn't like, sucks to be you, clean it up. It was probably, hey, you're going to need to clean that up. You want to take it in a bad way, that's on you. You should have kept your kids in line or make your kids clean it up. I don't see how that's a bad thing. Teach them their responsibility as a human being on this planet. You want them to save the planet and and be health conscious or, you know, global warming or whatever. Name a thing. Name a cause. Start when they're little. They'll have more respect for things around them. And that's not bad. There's nothing bad about it. You don't have to be rough. You could still be a gentle parent and tell people to clean up. I just, yeah, uh, maybe I'm just crotchety. I'm just old and crotchety and, yeah. (laughs) 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 No, you're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong at all. Uh, so, uh, lesson learned. Yeah, for you parents on the flight with your younger kids, they make a mess. Better clean up. Otherwise, they're gonna make you get on the floor and clean up yourself. <laughs> Take a Here's look. Here's my Take a look at what's trending tonight. Uh, it is Friday night, and so SmackDown is trending. <clears throat> Uh, of course, the WWE draft is taking place uh, starting tonight uh, and also on Monday night, Monday Night Raw, uh, which is the uh, yearly thing where wrestlers change shows, um, uh, new storylines, uh, already a couple of shocks coming out of tonight's draft. Uh, I think I saw Bianca Belair was going from Raw over to SmackDown. Imperium's going from SmackDown over to Raw, which make for some good TV. Uh, also trending tonight, uh, some basketball, some other sports as well, uh, and uh, I know Jordan Poole 
of the Golden State Warriors is trending. Uh, probably not for his great game of play tonight as the Warriors lost to Sacramento. Sacramento forcing a game seven uh, in their best of seven series. And also uh, the draft is trending. Uh, and then uh, with that, uh, you're seeing a lot of moves being made uh, by different uh, football teams as well as going into tonight and tomorrow. Uh, also trending, uh, looking tonight, wow, there's a lot of NFL, <laughs> a lot of NFL tonight. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much is kind of it. Um, wrestling, baseball, NFL, live PD, all trending tonight. <laughs> so uh, if you're watching the draft, um, yeah, have fun. I, I try to watch the first <laughs> night of it. Uh, after that, I kind of lose all interest in it. Uh, I'll hear about it after everything's done. Um, That's good. But, yeah. But the Bears, like seven picks. Yes. I was more – I was not surprised uh, – I was more surprised at the fact last night that the Bears did trade down a spot from ninth to tenth, passed up the opportunity to draft um, who a lot of people thought they were going to draft, but instead uh, went a different route, which I, I think works out well at the end of the day. Uh, they still get a good offensive tackle um, who can play either right or left um, and was good at it. So, yeah. Which we'll see where it goes. Sorry, you know, that's a, Bears fans. So. Mm-hmm. I said, which we need. Sorry, we're both Bears fans, so. Yeah. No, we're not sorry that we're Bears fans, but we're just sorry that we have to take over time with Bears stuff. But, yeah. So, of course, you know, like somebody wisely put online, you know, a team could go and draft Jesus, and people will probably have something bad to say. <laughs> There's always fans <laughs> who sit there and complain about every draft pick not knowing how it's going to pan out. And, you know, just wait to see. You know, it's it's a couple of years before you know if this really turns out to be good or bad. So, yeah. Um, here's the thing. We got another story ahead. i got to kind of set this one up. But uh, it's a little bit upset. <laughs> when I saw it, uh, I know it will probably make Mary mad as soon as I say it, but what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you um, a couple of extra seconds as I kind of get the story set up, and then I will throw in an additional rerun of a retro moment. Uh, We'll be back with that story, and then we'll also have some smoking gun files. Uh, here on page one. So stay tuned. We'll be right back in a moment. Welcome to the world of Trans World Airlines. You hear the nicest things on TWA Jets these days. Eight channels of stereo and hi-fi entertainment are right at your side. 
classics, jazz, show tunes, history, comedy, and more. Only TWA gives you such a big choice. Just settle back and listen to time fly. Welcome to the world of trans world airline. Such a relaxing voice as you're on the airline. <laughs> um so I'm going to set up this story here because there's two different parts to this. There's the original story that caused a lot of controversy, and there was actually a follow-up to it because the person involved felt that their comments were taken out of text. Don't know how you could take it out of context. So to give you a little background, uh, singer and former sister, sister actor Marquez Houston uh, got to a lot of hot water here lately. Because he said uh, that he got married to a younger woman because women at his age often came with, quote, baggage. Uh, the singer, 41, is married to Maya Dickey, 22. They began dating when she was 18 and married in 2020 when she was 19. A year later, they welcomed their first child. Now, he had previously denied rumors that he knew her before she turned 18. And addressing his relationship with Dickie in an interview with Page Six, uh, he said, I'm 41, she's 22. I could have married a 44-year-old woman, and it could have been disastrous. There's a lot of women my age I've dated. They may have baggage, he added. They may have kids. They may not. There's so many different women I've been with throughout my life, and it just so happens to be that this one caught my heart. Uh, Houston, who rose to musical fame in the 1990s as a member of the R&B group Immature, also said that, quote, single mothers with children are a red flag. I would talk to my dad a lot. He would always tell me to have your own kids because you never know what the baby daddies are about, he explained. So if you're going to have kids, make sure it is with a woman that never had kids. So that was always my red flag and a woman with an attitude. I don't like women with funky attitudes. Uh, his former immature bandmate, Young Rome, uh, issued an Instagram statement on Wednesday, or last Wednesday, criticizing the comments. Uh, he said that he wanted to extend his sincerest apologies in regards to the insensitive statements made by my former group member, Marquez Houston. He says, we were raised by a tribe of strong, independent women who faced hardships we would never fully understand. Women today have enough battles to endure, including the uh, policing of their bodies, equal pay in the workplace, and beauty standards. And he added that it is never okay to degrade one group of women in order to praise another. Uh, so... Pretty much after that happened and after he got his behind drug through the media, rightfully so, uh, <laughs> what he did was that he came back and apologized for his words being, quote, taken out of context and clarified that he has the ultimate respect for independent women. <laughs> he says, I humbly apologize for the comments I have made and to those I have offended. I have a deep respect for all women of any age, race, or background, and my comments made in a recent interview was taken out of context. I work with many independent women every single day and have ultimate respect for them and what they are able to accomplish in this world. And my choice of words or how they were taken does not reflect how I view them. So, again, I would like to apologize and will use this experience to both better myself and the men I'm an example to. 
Uh, of course, that apology arrived only after he was called out by his uh, <laughs> former group mate. And um, it is I, – I, I will tell you partially <laughs> – but I'll tell you, honestly, it feels like an after-dark topic, but it's not. But partially, the mindset of a few people are that, uh, especially for older generations, uh, they always forewarn, uh, especially the single males, to have their own because you have to deal with uh, – the other father and you don't know what you're going to be dealing with uh, while what he said was wrong and I'm not condoning that in any way I'm just telling you that a lot of older people especially some who I do used to always say that if somebody already had kids uh, especially if it was more than one that you wanted to probably not get involved only because of the difference, especially if it was by two different guys, uh, dealing with the unknown and going through a lot more stress on the relationship than what you had to. Um, and especially now I would say that he is wrong because I think as an older woman, first of all, you know, I don't think that you're going to deal with that. I think that you would probably deal with that more so from a younger woman if that were to happen, only because of the immaturity probably of the guy uh, than you would of an older woman. But nonetheless, his comments were way wrong and off the mark. Um, I think he was just trying to make up an excuse as uh, to probably distract from the fact that he dates or married somebody almost, you know, uh, twice as younger as he was, and possibly, uh, or um, what's the word I want to use here? Um, a lot of people were saying that they felt that he knew her before that. He says, no, he did not, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, they are saying that. Um, and he says, no. But then he came out and kind of made the whole disparaging remarks about older women his age. Um, I, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have left on the show? Well, we've got about 45 minutes. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with not the most obvious thing, which is I'm an older woman, so I have opinions. But um, – I follow this per this group. There's two men on on YouTube, and take it as you will. But one of them is a marriage and family therapist. Like he's a licensed marriage and family therapist. Follow them, watch them, and one of the things that he said more than more than once, which is, "What's her list look like?" And I've always taken like since I've heard that, I love it. It basically comes back to you say older women have baggage, especially ones with ha- that have kids from other fathers. Okay, what about you? 
Now you're going to be, I'm not saying that I, I'm not even going to try and say that their marriage is going to not last. I'm not even going to put that out in the universe. But if it didn't, if he had a relationship that created a child in the past, what does her list look like? Maybe she don't want to date you because you had a kid and now you're the deadbeat dad. Whether you're a deadbeat dad or not, maybe you have the child. Maybe you are the main parent that that child, maybe you're co-parenting and it's great. Maybe a million maybes. There's a million maybes. But you're saying women my age tend to have baggage. Are you saying you don't have baggage? Please. Let me see you walk on water then because if you are that buoyant and don't have baggage, you should be able to. Turn that water into wine. There's a lot of things in that statement where I could I could be so very angry. But right now, the thought process that's going through my mind is not anger. It's almost like, oh, sweetie, who hurt you in the past? Like, mm, no. You're not worth it. You know, it, there's a lot of pity and judgment there. It's not even anger. Um, as a woman in his age group, with a child, as a single mom, I'm a dang good catch. I don't care who you are. I'm taking care of my own. I'm taking care of another person. I'm being responsible for their upbringing and She's a pretty good kid. I mean, not toot my own horn, but she's pretty good. Um, I have made friendships. I have a career. I am, you know, like all of the things. So if you don't want to be part of my life, bye. See you later. I'm good. I'm the catch. No offense to you, Mr. No Baggage. I'm taking care of my own. So I, I guess it just comes down to I feel bad for him because he obviously didn't learn from the strong women that he says are in his life. Because if he did have those strong women in his life, and I know you do, and I know you appreciate that, and I know a lot of men that really do appreciate that. And it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I had a single mom. I appreciate women. No, that's not even it. You don't have to have a single mom to recognize a strong woman. Strong women don't necessarily have to be, I don't want to say independent because independent, they can be, they are independent, but they don't have to be alone. They don't have to be by themselves. They can be going through life with a partner, with that second person, with their person. It's It comes down to being mindful that you're not perfect, sir. You're not perfect, ma'am. And your list that you make that you have to check mark off, that list of um, my the my ideal mate will be blank, 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 tall, skinny, great feet, super rich. Your list, he's got one too. She's got one, too. Your person you're looking for, when you find that person, they've got a list. What do you think's on their list? Probably similar to yours. So unless you can check off that list, 
with what you, like my list, I have my list of things that I want to see in a person, and by God, I can meet all of those. My person has their list, and it looks even remotely similar to mine. I got it. I'm down. That's where I'm, where I look at it and go, I'm worth this. And it took me a long time to get there. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. I have baggage. I, there's a lot of, it took, it took me 45 years to get here, but I got here. So you want to date those younger women? By all means do. I'm dating a younger man. I ain't mad. But don't go and say, I can't date women my age because. No, you can't date women your age because their list is the same as your list and you don't meet their criteria. I kept that pretty, actually, I kept that pretty clean. <laughs> I'm actually pretty proud of you. You 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 kept it clean. You didn't go there, which I thought you could have. Uh, and I could have. I absolutely could have. I, 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 what did you do with Mary? And, and where? <laughs> I'm growing up. <laughs> this show is done. Um, <laughs> Oh, we're over. So, it's done. So proud of you. Um, <laughs> yes. It's, you know, here's the thing. Like I said, um, I know a lot of people uh, back then would worry about, you know, uh, you're right. You know, um, we have to, every situation is not going to be the same. Um are there some situations that you should probably avoid? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> but that's the same with men and women. You know, it probably feels like it's an after. Um, because there are some people, unfortunately, that, you know, um, consider it uh, a game, I think, in some ways sometimes. You know, uh, almost as if, you know, whoever can give them the greatest attention and sometimes pits different people against each other, you know? Um, but to categorize that for everyone within a certain age group is not fair and not right because you could have that 41 year old or 44 year old mother who has everything going right. And the kid is probably around college age out of the house and probably on good terms with their father. And, is independent and you know the kid is independent and all she's looking for is just a companion so at that point what do you say about those mothers you know mm-hmm. the chances are very rare that you're going to find a 44 year old i mean not i mean i'm not saying it's improbable but chances are you're not going to find a 44 year old woman with uh a three-year-old and a 12-month-year-old by two different baby daddies. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Very rare. Um, by then, they are more established, and their children are probably, you know, grown to the point of where you're not needed in that capacity. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, he's, gonna walk, he's walked back those words. Um, but it makes me wonder if people didn't call him out on it if he would have. <laughs> like I said, we've become a society now where we'll say it. And I was like, say it with your chest. If that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. But 
then to walk it back, <laughs> hey, you know, you said what you said, so it is what it is. But I think a lot of it probably had to do with the fact that he was uh, probably trying to deflect from the point that a lot of people were talking about the huge age difference between him and his spouse. Uh, and at that point, he probably was like, hey, I could have married somebody my age, but they bring baggage. You know, same could be said for a 19 or 20 year old. They could bring a lot of baggage, too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and, and it's a different kind well, of baggage. Yeah. Different kind of baggage. Yeah. And us as well, you know, even as a male, if you've got kids, you could be bringing baggage. Or even then, from an emotional standpoint of a person who's been jolted many times, that could be a baggage. So everybody, I think, when you go into something has some sort of, like, travel bag or baggage of things. It's just a fact of working it through and meshing with that and working with that and being okay with that. Um, you know, baggage is not a bad word. Um, it, it sometimes means that there are some things that, you just have to work through because eventually one way or another in my mind, sometimes do baggage sometimes stay closed and heavy. Yeah. For some, but for a lot of people, eventually they unpack and you know what? Soon the baggage becomes light or the baggage becomes an empty bag. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, we're kind of running a little bit short on time, so I want to kind of get to the smoking gun files. So I love to usually let Mary pick one of the stories. So I got three stories here. Uh, there was one that I totally was not going to do because you'll have to go to the smoking gun yourself to see it uh, about the horrible thing. It's not funny, but it is uh, what happened to a um uh, yeah you know i'm not even gonna i'm I'm not even gonna say it you'll see the story on there uh about a of course it is a florida woman uh and what happened (laughs) um yeah it's it's um it doesn't end well for florida woman that's it florida yeah i'll just just put it that way because i'm not even going to tell you what she did you'll have to go and read about it uh but anyway Uh, We could do the story about the man who tried to ruin the mood uh, with his ex or uh, a suspect who was caught with something and actually tried to say it was something else or uh, how fun ends and the felonies followed for a Minnesota man. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh my! Um, so you've got some choices here. Three. You got so I got the trifecta. Um, I know somebody's listening. Give me one, two, or three. I, I'd like to hear all of them. <laughs> well, you get all three. I just was in order, but I'll I'll start with this one first. So uh, okay. it's a fun time to be drunk and to have a fire extinguisher. That's what Jordan Mulcahy, a 35-year-old Minnesota resident, said following his arrest early Monday for allegedly burglarizing a Florida office building and stealing alcohol and a fire extinguisher. Police said at the vacation in Mulcahy broke a window and entered the Clearwater property, which was not open to the public. When a cleaning crew member confronted him, cops say that Mulcahy said, I'm leaving, and walked out the property's front door. 
He exited with a trash bag of alcohol bottles in his right hand and a fire extinguisher in his left hand, according to a criminal complaint, which notes that the defendant showed indication of alcohol influence. Uh, He was arrested and charged with burglary and grand theft, both felonies, to the county jail, where he's locked up in lieu of a $20,250 bond. He's also being held on a felony arrest warrant for failing to show earlier this month at a Minnesota court hearing in connection with his recent arrest for allegedly stealing a pair of laptops from a Best Buy store. After being read his rights, police alleged that he reportedly made incriminating statements, including a request that he only be charged with the lesser crime of vandalism. He also declared it's a fun time to be drunk and to have a fire extinguisher, according to the complaint. The document does not indicate what plans he had for the fire extinguisher, but they likely would have added a rap sheet that already includes convictions for assault, property damage, fleeing police, theft, forgery, fraud, DWI, false imprisonment, making terroristic threats, assaulting a police officer, a peace officer, escape from custody, robbery, domestic abuse, and disorderly conduct. That's a long oh, rap sheet. That's a very long list. I don't, I'm just curious as to what he was going to do with the fire extinguisher. I don't I, know. I know nope, that, that, that I, I think that imagination makes it even more fun. Well, it doesn't end there. In South Carolina, and this is why, this is another reason not to live with your ex. <laughs> a South Carolina man who still shared a home with his former wife was arrested after he cocked the firearm and, quote, tried to ruin the mood as his ex and her boyfriend were having sex in a nearby bedroom, according to police. As a woman <laughs> incident reports, Alan Riggs began, quote, banging on the walls of the Myrtle Beach duplex upon hearing JoLynn Wolfley and her boyfriend, quote, having sex in the upstairs area of the house. Riggs and Wolfrey, both 24 spouses for approximately two years, and lived together, cops reported. In addition to hearing Riggs banging on the walls, the victim and her boyfriend then heard the racking sound of a firearm and stopped. According to investigators, Wolfrey said that when she later went downstairs, Riggs, gun in hand, threatened her life. And when questioned by Myrtle Beach Police Department officers, he reportedly said that he became upset when he heard the couple having sex and banged on the wall to try and get them to quit. But after that method failed, he went out to his vehicle and got his gun. Riggs told cops that he did return to the home and cocked his firearm and what he said was an attempt to ruin the mood. After the upstairs activity stopped, he returned to the couch and played his mobile phone game. Police confiscated <laughs> a 9mm pistol from Riggs, who was booked into the county jail on a felony rap. He's being held in lieu of a $100,000 bond. I wonder what game it was. Do you think it was like Farming Sim or uh, like uh, Candy You know Park? what? <laughs> <laughs> probably was that it probably was the one that had the uh, computer games. You normally know, like on some of like the other games you see the ads. Like there's yeah. one for yeah. like this bingo that gives you like an unneedless like amount of coins. And then there's the one uh-huh. where you do the fashion makeover on somebody and you could do like fifty million things to <laughs> I'd like to think he was playing like either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it was Candy Crush. But that's just me. Um, I don't know. But doesn't that make you calm? What could actually make you? You're that bad that you heard your ex having sex that you wanted to, quote, ruin the mood? They obviously were having a good time. I mean, they were doing something right. But you're really loud enough for him to, that's to like, be to expected, hear. right? You would hope. <laughs> Maybe that's why they aren't together anymore, because he didn't do it right. You're living with your ex. What did you expect was going to happen? She's not going to, I mean, whether it was with a boyfriend or with uh, something that was battery-operated, something was going to happen. <laughs> but you know, I don't understand why you you were that bad that you wanted to quote ruin the mood by pretty much cocking a gun. Leave the house. Go okay, there are truck. so many things I want to say right now but that would ruin my my growth in this mood <laughs> in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know to play on words and how that was. Uh, I give you credit tonight for not going there. <laughs> oh, God, there's so many. There's so many but, things. You know, instead of cocking your gun, maybe you should be louder than your ex. Oh, yeah, this but, game is amazing. But, I mean, here's the thing you're living with an ex, they're not going to stop dating. You and think? they're going to be bringing people home. So you what did you expect was going to happen? You're their one and only. You ruined them for everyone from here on out for the rest of their life. That's why. <laughs> I don't know. People, man, I tell you. Uh, and then finally, uh, <laughs> after being caught with a bag of heroin, a drug suspect that his family, quote, sent it to him from Guatemala and that he thought it was chili powder, according to an arrest report. Police say that Daniel Haciendo Barrera was pulled over Thursday because he drove in Clearwater, Florida. He was initially arrested for driving with a permanently revoked license. I don't know how you get a permanently revoked license, but he did. <laughs> during, a subsequent, yeah, during a subsequent search of his car, Cops found a large clear bag containing 29.7 grams mixture that field tested positive for heroin. After being read his Miranda rights, he reportedly, quote, stated that his family sent it to him from Guatemala and that he thought it was chili powder. According, <laughs> along with the driving count, uh, he was charged with a narcotics trafficking rap. The combined bond for the two felonies is $55,000. He's also facing a probation violation charge related to a prior DUI conviction. Additionally, a detainer has also been lodged by immigration customs enforcement officials against him. Chili powder. Which means he's here legally. That chili powder, I tell you, gets you every time. Oh, no. Uh, That's chili, chili powder. powder. Chili powder. <laughs> I cry cow manure, and you can fill in the blank as needed. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm going to have to. Uh, <laughs> that one, my friend, we're not going to believe. 
so. Uh, Don't what, you believe it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, with that, um, I, I think we have we've said enough tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any more that we could possibly add and or do, but with that, uh, the clock on the wall is telling us, you know, I'd love to do this show for two, three hours. I'd love to do it for four. Um, I'd love to play music in between, but I know that we can't, but we do appreciate all of you listening. Uh, one of these nights, it will be a call in night and we'll have your opinions. Um, we'll do that sometime soon. Um, that will probably be the night that none of you will want to call in, but we'll have one soon. Uh, but with that, the clock on the wall is telling us that it's time to go. Any shout outs this week, my friend? Um, no, because they, they're next week. Um, they're oh. in the month of May. So happy birthday to those people in May. But that, I'll I'll actually say them in May when that happens. Not tonight. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, shout out to uh, everyone that I had a chance to meet last weekend uh, at Exotica here in Chicago. Uh, there were quite a few people who... Uh, were dear friends of the show uh, that I was able to see, say hello to. Uh, and then there were some people that I have met a couple of times who were just the coolest people uh, and people who were first timers, uh, who I hope that one of these days we could get them on the 411 lounge uh, when we can. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm always amazed because, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they do this, they do that. But they're, they're people just like us who um, they just happen to do one particular thing on film. <laughs> but they're the coolest people ever. And that's and I love talking with them because uh, everyone from uh, model Becky Crocker, who I met, who I've been a long time admirer of and I've seen her, uh, she was a uh, first time visitor to Chicago uh, from Florida. Uh, was talking about the weather. Uh, one of my other favorites there, uh, Blajiji, who I absolutely love, uh, from Miami as well. Uh, shout out to her. And then, of course, uh, Ms. Danny, who I feel like I know her because we see each other every year, and she now recognizes me when I see her. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but we had a pretty cool moment there as I saw her, and she immediately kind of like waited. and she knew it was me. She was telling somebody else, oh, yeah, every year I see him, you know, here in Chicago. So I think one of these things, i got to get her on the show. Um, she's a delight to talk to. So shout out to all of those uh, good folks there. And I know the next stops for them is Miami, uh, I think Washington, D.C., and New Jersey. So if you have a chance to get there, uh, say hello to them uh, and support. Uh, but, no, uh, shout out to all of them. Uh, thanks to all of you who uh, listen to us every week, uh, no matter where you're at, whether you are here uh, in the U.S. or listening to us across the globe. Uh, thank you. Tell a friend. Of course, you can always catch me over on Twitter at NewsComicBTR. Um, and we are – I know we keep saying this, and, and I think that I have to at least say maybe we'll start trying once a month soon 
I would like to start doing something um, by way of or um, it's about time. I know we've been working on it for the last year. Even if it's just something through Discord, uh, maybe even after the show tonight. I don't know. I might pop up over there. You never know. Um, or <laughs> or any other way. Um, definitely stop by. Say hi. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Tell us your favorite topics of the show that you'd like to hear. Um, we'll probably do more or we could do less if you don't like one but nonetheless thanks for listening to us every week you can catch us not only here but other places where you can get podcasts including iHeartRadio, Spotify uh, here and uh, Apple so with that since Mary doesn't have anybody to shout out tonight she will next week uh, <laughs> I got a list next week <laughs> yes, you make out you make out the list, um, and uh, we'll have that. And then, of course, um, it's Cinco de Mayo. Um, yeah, yeah. Get me uh, what kind of flavored margaritas I'm making, and then I, I'll have them going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wish I could. I'll have to find something else to drink, but we'll definitely have something next Friday night. So it should be an interesting show. But until then, for Barry, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week with another edition of Page One here at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I guess in the great words of Jerry Springer, and I guess now I will continue it, because every week I usually say some form of it. I never do say the exact version of it, but I feel it's kind of uh, right to do it uh, because it's so true. Uh, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Page One. Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 